And welcome to another broadcast of Sunshine USA here on Spotify. And so I want to say hello to all of our listeners on Spotify and some of the other platforms we're broadcasting on here at Sunshine USA. My name is Warren Landis. I'm your host and Bible teacher here on Sunshine USA. And as always, it is a great joy for me to welcome you to the program today. Um, I want to mention as a prayer request um, something very important to me. Uh, I am going to be having surgery on Thursday of this week. Um, I'm not sure yet what time on Thursday, but sometime on Thursday I will be having uh, surgery on my ear, my right ear to be more specific. And um, the doctor says I've got a cyst growing inside my ear that has to be removed. Uh, They feel like this may possibly help me to hear better. Uh, There are no guarantees, though, the doctor says. And uh, in fact, my hearing could end up being worse than it is now. But it does have to be removed because, you know, your, your hearing also controls your balance. And I have been having some balance issues the last few days. So uh, be with me uh, as I face surgery on Thursday of this week. Uh, it's going to be outpatient surgery, so I'm not going to be in the hospital overnight. Uh, but I do want you to pray for me. And I know that some of you have prayer needs as well. We have many listeners who are either in the hospital or they're sick at home, and we want to pray for them, that God will send healing to their bodies. And then we also want to pray for people today that have major decisions that they have to make this week. We want to pray that God will guide them in the way that he wants them to go. And then we have other people we want to pray for because even though they listen to this program, they may not be saved. They may not know Christ as their Savior. And that is always the number one goal that we have for everybody. We want to see everybody get saved, that will get saved. And that is always our prayer. And then we have other people that are having financial problems. We have other people that are having marital problems. Uh, The big thing here is that there's no problem too big for God. There's no problem too big for God. There's no problem too small for God. God can tackle it all. He can take care of it all. All we have to do is put our faith and our trust in him. Right now, let's go to the the Lord and a word of prayer. And then we'll get into today's Bible study. Dear Lord, I just want to pray right now that you'll be with the different needs that are in our audience. Lord, we know there are so many different needs. But Lord, we also thank you for the fact there's not a need you can't take care of. Lord, there's not a problem you can't solve. And God, we thank you for that. We praise you for that. Lord, be with me as I face surgery on Thursday. And I think you know, Lord, I have other health issues as well. And Lord, I have no doubt in my mind that you are the great physician. You are the great healer. And I thank God so much for that. 
And now, Lord, we just want to give your name the praise, the honor, and the glory for all that's accomplished through this podcast today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You know, while I was praying there, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, Sunshine USA is one of several podcasts that you can listen to in the course of a day. Uh, I don't pretend for one minute that I'm the only person doing podcasts. There's literally thousands of people in this country doing podcasts every day and others around the world that are doing podcasts. And, you know, different podcasts do different things. Uh, They say one of the popular uh, genres on um, podcasting now is uh, true crime uh, podcasts. Podcasts that are devoted to solving real crimes or podcasts that are dedicated to helping innocent inmates get their freedom. (laughs) But, you know, here at Sunshine USA, I think we do something even more important. We tell people about Jesus Christ and the fact that God loves them and wants to save them and give them a brand new life. And this is a podcast also dedicated to the teaching of the Word of God. And uh, (laughs) now, by the way, I'm aware of the fact we're not the only podcast doing that. There's other good Christian podcasts out there as well. But we've been doing it for longer than most. We've been doing it now for about 11 years. And I thank God for that. And I thank God for the fact that we're trying to organize things so that this ministry continues even after I'm gone. Because you see, this ministry doesn't revolve around me. It doesn't really have that much to do with me. It's all about the teaching of the Word of God. Amen. Okay, I want you to get out your Bibles today and turn to Matthew chapter number 26. Matthew chapter 26, and we'll begin our study today with verse number 57. And today we're going to be talking about the trial of Jesus. Now, I had originally hoped that we would uh, finish our study in the Gospels by Easter. But obviously that's not going to happen. Um. There were times in the past few weeks when I was tempted to speed things up by condensing the material. And then I thought, well, no, that's not a good thing to do either. And the beautiful thing about the podcasting ministry we have, we could take up to an hour a day here on Spotify and teach you the Word of God. Most days I don't use all of the time actually available to me. And most of you that have ever heard me before, you know I'm not a long-winded preacher. There, There's a lot of preachers out there that can preach far longer sermons than I can. But I think a, a sermon is evaluated not so much on its length, but its content. So we'll just leave it there. Okay, now we come to Matthew chapter 26, starting with verse 57. And they that had laid hold on Jesus 
led him away to Cephas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Now, we left off in the last broadcast talking about how Judas betrayed Jesus. He betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And what he did, he told the priests and religious leaders, he said, the one whom I kiss, that's the one you want. And so he goes up to Jesus and kisses him as an act of betrayal. And of course, at that point, Jesus is arrested by the priests. Now, it's very interesting. Uh, the Jewish people were allowed by the Roman government to operate their own religious court system. We don't have a system like that here in the United States. But this religious court system, it was called the Sanhedrin. And the Sanhedrin was allowed to hear cases of religious matters and Jewish leaders and religious leaders, they would decide the different cases brought before the Sanhedrin. And so we've, we see here that Jesus is brought before the Sanhedrin, the religious leaders. Now, you know, it's interesting to point out that the biggest enemies Jesus had was not the secular people. It was not the worldly crowd. It was not the atheists. The biggest enemies that Jesus had were the religious leaders. They were the ones that primarily opposed him. Okay, now let's read on. Verse 58, but Peter followed him afar off unto the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now I want you to think about this. Peter, he's following Jesus at a great distance. He's following Jesus, the Bible says, afar off. He's trying to see what is going to happen here. Now, by the way, uh, it's interesting to note that when Jesus dies on the cross, as far as I can tell, the only disciple that was anywhere near Jesus was John. And, of course, Jesus gave John the responsibility of taking care of his mom. But the other disciples, like Peter, they were following Jesus afar off. You see, for people like Peter at this point, the arrest of Jesus comes as a great disappointment. Because Peter felt that Christ had come into this world to be a political savior. That Christ would set up his kingdom on this earth. But you know, Christ made it very clear his kingdom was not an earthly kingdom. Christ had no desire to establish an earthly kingdom on this earth. His desire was to reach people for the spiritual kingdom. So here Jesus is on the cross. 
Peter's following at a great distance. Now, I guess you could say at this point, Peter has spent the last three years of his life with Jesus. Jesus has obviously made an impact on his life. And so he is sticking around at a distance so he could keep up with what's happening. But yet at the same time, he wants to keep his distance because he's afraid that if he is not careful, he's going to be arrested too. And at least at this point, that's not something Peter is willing to do. Okay? So uh, let's read on. Now the chief priests and the elders and all the council sought false witnesses against Jesus to put him to death. But found none, yea, though many false witnesses came, yet they found none, at least came two false witnesses. That's in verse 60. Now, as we start talking about the trial of Jesus, I heard a, a Christian lawyer one time analyze the trial of Jesus. And he pointed out all the mistakes that were made during the trial of Jesus. In fact, he said there were so many mistakes made in the trial of Jesus that had such a thing taken place in our day, it would have to have been declared a mistrial because so many rules of law were just totally ignored. One of the rules that was apparently overlooked at this point was the fact that trials at night were considered illegal. And here Jesus is being brought before the Sanhedrin at night. He's in effect being tried at night. That was a violation of law. And that's one of the things that made this trial very unfair. You talk about the deck being stacked against you. The deck was stacked against Jesus. And then we have the fact that false witnesses are being sought. And notice here the word of God clearly says false witnesses were sought, even though they found none at first. It doesn't say they were looking for objective witnesses or neutral witnesses. They were looking for false witnesses. They were looking for witnesses that would testify the way they wanted them to testify. Some historians have also implied that some of these false witnesses were in fact paid for their testimony something that would definitely be frowned upon in our legal system today. And uh, we read further here in verse uh, 61. And they said, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witnesses against thee? 
But Jesus held his peace in verse 63. And as the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God, that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of God, or the right hand of power, and coming of the clouds in heaven. And then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of any witnesses? Behold, now you have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? And they answered and said, He is guilty of death. And then they spit in his face, and they buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands. In other words, they slapped him in his face, saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that hitteth thee? Now, one of the things that we see here is the fact that Jesus is being hit, he's being beat up, he's being harassed. Now, by the way, all of this was very illegal, very unacceptable in a normal court of law. But yet it was happening here. And I like the fact that it says Jesus held his peace. He chose not to say anything. He was willing to undergo all of that torture and treatment for your sins and my sins. And um, I tell you, no man could love anybody more than that. The man Christ Jesus, he laid down his life voluntarily. To die on the cross. You know, Jesus could have freed himself. There's an old song that says he could have called 10,000 angels. But thank God he didn't. Because he knew that if he did, then we would be yet in our sins. And then we've come back to Peter. Let's uh, take a look at verse uh, 69. Then Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, a maid saw him and said unto him, that there this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus denied it, with an oath. I do not know the man. And after a while, i got to change pages here. I'm not using a digital Bible today. I'm using the actual Bible. <laughs> 
it says, And there arose him that stood by him, and said unto Peter, Surely thou art one of them, thy speech betrayeth thee. And then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. And immediately the crock crew. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice, three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. So here we have Jesus being denied by Peter. And it's interesting to note that three different people come up to Peter and they said, you were one of them. You were with Jesus. One of them even says, you talk like one of the disciples. Your speech betrayeth you. And we read about how Jesus was denied by Peter. Peter was cussing up a storm. And then all of a sudden the cock crows, the rooster crows three times. And then all of a sudden Peter remembered, and I think we mentioned this in the last broadcast. Peter said, Peter was told by Jesus, you're going to deny me three times. Now that's after Peter had got up and said, Lord, I'll die for you. (laughs) Not only would he not die for Jesus, he would deny Jesus. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now as we're going to see a little bit later in this broadcast, the way Peter handles his sin and the way Judas handles his sin are two different ways. We see that Peter went out and wept bitterly. Peter knew that he had done wrong. Peter knew that he sinned. And he went out and wept. When was the last time you spent some time crying over your sin? When was the last time that you weeped because of your sin? When was the last time that you weeped because of maybe the sin of someone you know? I hate to say it, we don't see that so much in this world today. Because a lot of times we have a way of saying, well, you know, nobody's perfect, everybody sins. And that's true, nobody's perfect, everybody sins. But still, it ought to break our heart when we realize that we have sinned against God, when we realize that we have let God down, it ought to break our hearts. And that's exactly what happened in the case of Peter. What Peter did displays true repentance, which is a godly sorrow for one's sin. A lot of times what happens when we sin, we have a way of saying, well, yeah, I sin, but, you know, praise God, this is the age of grace. God has forgiven me. It's under the blood. I don't have to worry about it. But folks, it ought to break our hearts when you and I sin knowingly against God. And then we come next to Judas, the one who betrayed Christ. 
the 30 pieces of silver. And um, then it says, Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned and that I betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple, and he departed, and he went out and hanged himself. And the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful for us to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Wherefore that field was called the field of blood unto this day. Now, I want us to notice here that Judas realizes that he is sinned. He has done greatly wrong against God. He realizes that he was wrong in betraying Jesus. And he even goes so far as to take the 30 pieces of silver and throws it down on the ground. And he leaves and he goes out and hangs himself. It doesn't say that he asked God to forgive him. Instead, he just went out and hung himself. Now then, of course, the priests have to deal with the question, what do we do with this silver which Judas cast on the floor of the temple? They said, we can't put it into the treasury because it's blood money. And so they went out and bought a field to be called a potter's field. This would be a field where the poor would be buried. And it became known as the potter's field or the field of blood. You see, Judas handled his sin by being more sorry that he got caught than really sorry for what he did. At no point does he ask to be forgiven for his sin. He simply goes out and he hangs himself. Um, I believe the evidence is pretty clear in the Bible. Judas was never a believer. He lived among the twelve, spent about three years with Jesus and the other disciples. The disciples even trusted him enough to elect him treasurer. And yet, he betrays Jesus. Jesus said himself, have I not chosen you twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? And so we find that Judas had gone out and he hung himself. Now in order to condense time a little bit, I'm going to simply tell you what happens next. As we read on in this chapter, or I should say, um, as we go into chapter 27, 
we find in chapter 27, Matthew chapter 27, in fact, Judas uh, throwing the pieces of silver in the temple, that takes place in chapter 27 as well. But we find in chapter 27 that the chief priests hand Jesus over to Pilate. Now, of course, Pilate was known for saying, I find no fault in him. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting. I think Paul, I mean, I think, rather, uh, Pilate knew from the get-go that Jesus was innocent. And yet, Jesus is brought before him. And he makes the statement, I find no fault in him. And then Pilate all of a sudden realizes that there's this annual custom. And in this annual custom, one prisoner each year is released, a prisoner decided upon by the people. So Pilate says, I know what I'll do. I'll take Barabbas. Now Barabbas was... A very infamous criminal in that day. No doubt many of the Jewish people that were crying out for Jesus to be crucified. No doubt many of them, which were demanding that Jesus be crucified, many of them probably had their homes broken into by Barabbas. Many of them had been robbed by Barabbas. And you would have thought there's no way in the world they would want Barabbas' release out of fear that Barabbas in his freedom might rob them again. And he probably did. And of course, Pilate's thinking, surely these people, when they realize all that Jesus has done, I mean, that, um, that Barabbas has done, they will surely want him crucified rather than Jesus. Now, if that had been the case, <laughs> Pilate could say problem solved, <laughs> problem averted. But no, the people wanted Jesus to be crucified. And so Jesus was indeed sentenced to die upon Calvary's cross. And when we get to the next broadcast, we're going to focus a little bit more and more specifically on the crucifixion of Jesus upon the cross. But one thing I do want you to remember is that Jesus did all of this for you. All of this because he loves you so much. He wants to forgive you of your sin. He wants to give you a brand new life. And guess what? It's free for the asking. Amen. Now, I'll be honest with you. I had hoped that by Easter we would get ourselves finished with the Gospels and getting on into the book of Acts. But obviously that's not going to happen. Uh, 
So we'll pick up next time where we left off this time. If you have any questions or if you have any Bible study questions or any uh, prayer requests, I would love to, to hear from you. The best way to notify me is by email. I have two email addresses. One is warrenlandis at yahoo.com. And the other one is warrenlandis at gmail.com. And if you want to contact me by snail mail, the old-fashioned way, you could do that. My snail mail address is warrenlandis, 80 Thruston Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. And um, once again, that address is Warren Landis, 80 Thrusted Street. That's T-H-R-U-S-T-O-N, 80 Thrusted Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. Now, like I say, I would love to hear from you. Every time I get an email or a letter from one of my listeners, it just fills my heart with joy. And by the way, you're feel, you can feel free to criticize me if you want to. If you disagree with me on something I've said, you're free to let me know. <laughs> I want to hear from you too. Maybe I could change your mind. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I do. Thank you for tuning in. But don't fret none because I'll be back again next time to do it all over again. So until next time. This is Warren Landis saying goodbye, God bless you, and I'll see you next time on Sunshine USA.